0: Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Let's take a look at the trailer for Delivery Man.
1: In my life, I have a tendency to make very bad decisions. David,
0: I don't want a boyfriend who just disappears because he's too busy. You're unreliable. You have brought me such beautiful flowers.
1: Yes, I did. Maybe that's why I've been stuck in the same job for so long. You're three hours late, man. You know, David, I love you like a son. I am your son. Everyone has a purpose in life. I guess I just haven't found mine yet. David Wozniak, in 1994, you donated to a fertility clinic anonymously. Apparently, there was a mix up at the clinic. What? You were the biological father of 533 children. What? It is impossible to be the father of 533 children. It is impossible to be the father of four children. How would a normal person handle a situation like this? A normal person would not be in this situation. We're in trouble, David. Your kids are suing to find out who their biological father is. What do we do now? This envelope contains the profiles of your children. Do not open it. I know I shouldn't have, but I picked out one of the profiles. I just picked one. Worst idea ever. I'm an actor missing the audition of a lifetime right now. I'll take care of the coffee shop. Who are you, man? I can make a cup of coffee. I lost my job? You lost your job. I got the part. You got the part? This could be the most beautiful thing that ever happened to me. These kids need someone to look out for them. Yeah. They need a guardian angel. Hey, sexy. What are you doing? you never seen a girl before? When you're looking out for these kids, will you be wearing some kind of cape? <laughs> I didn't say superhero, I said guardian angel. I had a dream, so you do not want to reveal yourself. You don't want to be known as the guy with 500 kids. For the first time in my life, I'm doing the right thing. This is going to be the best day of my life. I officially set out to try and have a life. Nice! It may be strange, and a bit oversized, but it's my life. You don't have the skills to be a father.
0: Daddy! Okay, stop
1: it. I need order. And this is order?
0: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator from Entertainment Weekly Radio, Julia Cunningham, and tonight's guest, Vince Vaughn.
1: Thank you for coming. I hope everyone loves karaoke as much as I do. This first song that we're going to do, nice to be here, nice to see you guys.
0: You would steal the show, Vince. No, no, no.
1: I'm only here to support. I'm on the same side. There's no stealing involved.
0: Well, that's so thoughtful of you. Thank you so much for being here to visit me, It's so nice to see you. How are you? I'm doing so well. That's good to hear. First of all, I wanted to start because obviously this man, Vince Vaughn, I mean, Wedding Crashers, Dodgeball, Rudy. I mean, we could go on and on. So when we get a movie like this, this poignant, thoughtful, fun film, we're thinking, how many scripts do you go through a year and what makes you pick one?
1: Well, this movie was really about the filmmaker. Ken Scott is uh, very unique in that you don't see a lot of films nowadays that can be both funny and kind of touching and dramatic under one roof. And the movie is um, you know, very unpredictable. So it was fun as an actor to go and do something a little bit different where it's very funny, but it's also um, you know, a lot of extreme situations as well.
0: Now this film called Delivery Man it's out on Friday just in doing research it's it's actually a remake that Ken Scott's close to he was the director right of it and he did it in Canada first so now is that something you knew about going into it thinking I've seen this film or were you approached
1: Yeah they you know Ken is very passionate about the story he wrote the script and he di- he wrote and directed the original and um, I thought the original was great and when they came to me to do the movie I don't think I would have been open to it if it wasn't the same filmmaker, and I asked him, you know, why are you wanting to tell the story again? He says, I'm very passionate about this particular story. This is something that really is important to me, I think, as a father, as a parent. And it's kind of a non serb way that's kind of, you know, not polite to kind of, you know, any other way to say it except, but to get into kind of emotions or feelings, uh, in a very unexpected way so he was you know excited to tell the story and then he really wanted to set it and tell it here in new york city and uh that's what we did
0: well what happens in those early stages we have kobe smolders we have chris pratt like do you guys do table readings for chemistry
1: that's hilarious um no you know ken kind of cast it as a as an actor you're just kind of a hired gun so i was excited when it was kobe uh, smolders and chris pratt they're both great actors and fun and Um, You know, we had some rehearsal time to kind of work on the parts, but uh, I wasn't really a part of the casting process.
0: Well, let's talk about your character, Dave Wozniak. Like, how do you describe him when you're going... Like, when you're going on your plane tonight through airport security, and they say, who are you playing in the new movie? What are you going to tell the TSA?
1: Well, uh, I could tell the TSA a lot of things if they start touching me, but... But as far as what the enough. character is concerned, you know, I think what's nice about David Wozniak is he's a guy that, um, you know, obviously younger, kind of uh, made some donations to a fraternity clinic, fertility clinic, and uh, now it's kind of coming home to roost, if you will. But I think it's sort of symbolic for making decisions younger, not really thinking of the future in general, and sort of feeling like it's kind of happening in a vacuum. But I think what makes him an interesting guy to watch in the journey is that he has a a great capacity to love and he happens to have a great capacity to accept people and I think as you get older in life um, hopefully you know younger you'll have people kind of put pressure on you to be all things to all people and hopefully you start to just become okay with who you are and sort of accept yourself.
0: For you as an actor how do you go in developing a character especially knowing that it's a remake and there's already an audience that like potentially could love this character. Do you read through the script, make mental notes like how do you break it down?
1: You know, to me it's less about if the movie's been done. I had that experience once before working with Gus Van Sant for Psycho and to me that was about working with the director and it was the same thing here. So songs can be covered by other people or stories can be told, plays can be done, but your approach is the same. You for me I always try to prepare and you know do as much as I possibly can to kind of put myself in in the shoes of that character and then ultimately, you try to be honest in in the scenes. You know, I'm not as big on you know accents or this stuff or you know, if it calls for it. But I think what really matters is that you're being truthful and that you don't really try to force an emotion across the screen depending on the tone that you're doing it with. What I think is more elegant and honest is to allow yourself to feel kind of whatever comes up. And it's like anything if you're prepared then when you get there, it's sort of the easiest part of the of the day because you don't have to do much except listen and sort of react to the circumstances.
0: Uh, you mentioned earlier, Vince, how the movie is actually shot in New York City, which we don't often get to see. A lot of times we see Toronto as New York City or Unknown City as New York City. Right. How did it feel actually getting to shoot in Manhattan? It was slash great. Slash Brooklyn. Yeah,
1: you know, we shot Madison Square Garden and a lot of different neighborhoods. And, you know, when you see the movie... It, really is important because there's so many kids in different lifestyles and neighborhoods that it really becomes, you know, a, a big part of the film.
0: Well, what about you being Vince Vaughn in the middle of Central Park? Is that hard to push? Like, how, how do you set up a scene like that? I mean, do you guys have to shoot early in the morning? I mean, we're still in New York City, and you are by the way, Vince Vaughn. No,
1: I mean, people, you're shooting something and I think people are used to that, that you're filming something. It's not as if people kind of come up and, you know, sometimes people say hi and stuff, but it was pretty, people, you know, they were uh, pretty respectful.
0: I'm so happy to hear you weren't harassed. Um, (laughs) How about, can you describe uh, the scene that takes place in Madison Square Garden? Like, how does a scene that large come together?
1: Well, it's uh, in the movie that one of the the kids is, uh, you find out that he's a pro basketball player and you want to go see it and you know, it's easier to shoot when a game is going on because of the background and all the uh, extras and stuff. It's much easier to shoot at halftime during a game and, and have the real atmosphere. So they were nice enough to kind of include us. And you can't really match that. You know, the Madison Square Garden is literally, you know, Madison Square Garden. And, you know, all the fans and stuff that are there. So it's great to kind of have that energy and be able to, to you know, take advantage of that opportunity to have that be on this, in, the, in the movie.
0: And you're actually filming, like, during a real Knicks game?
1: That's right. We did the same thing for Rudy at halftime uh, at Notre Dame. We went to to film uh, some of the stuff that we shot for that film as well.
0: And again, I mean, when you're standing there, what is the energy like? Are you trying to have people get the crowd going for specific scenes?
1: Yeah, that's not my, you know, for me, I just sort of go there as the, and try to portray the scene and let other people kind of worry about that. But I do think that there is a great energy there that's existing for the game that uh, it makes it easier to recreate that.
0: Uh, we have a clip that we're going to take a look at. Um, right after you leave Madison Square Garden, you're hanging out with Chris Pratt, who is also your best friend slash a lawyer. And I think if we can take a quick look at this clip and then we'll talk about it. My genes were on a professional basketball court tonight. I mean, in a way, you could say that that was
1: an extension of myself that hit that game-winning shot. I mean, do your kids play professional basketball? No, not to my knowledge, but I will inquire. They don't tell me everything. So I've been thinking that we could plead insanity. What? I don't know. Maybe you would not be held responsible for actions taken while mentally unstable. I mean, we could bank on your mental problems. I don't have mental problems. I don't have mental problems! When we're in court, I want you to say it exactly that way.
0: It's it's a lighthearted scene, but it's also kind of serious. Right?
1: Yeah, I mean, the tone of the movie is really great because it's very grounded. And like I said, the filmmaker's very unique, Ken Scott. I'm doing another movie with him, actually, right now. That uh, Steve Conrad, who wrote Pursuit of Happiness, wrote. And it's with Tom Wilkinson and with Dave Franco. And, you know, like Delivery Man, I think that, uh, you know, you can be very funny, but it can also be very dramatic or moving. And um, I think it, as an audience member, it makes the movie a lot of fun because you're not getting the same genre thrown at you constantly. So, um, yeah, and I think, you know, Chris does such a good job in the movie because he kind of plays it very real and very naturalistic.
0: And it's such like a natural dialogue too like obviously you guys are playing friends but it feels that way like was there kind of camaraderie like just yeah I like filming? Chris in
1: real life he's very nice I think he does a good job he takes his work very seriously Kobe was great um, and you know a lot of the young actors were terrific there's a bunch of great performances by young kids who were playing young people starting their lives and I think what's fascinating in the film is, as a parent, it kind of plays into the hopes and fears that you have for your child. But as a young person, I think it speaks to those feelings of isolation or being frustrated or being hurt, whether it's a breakup or being in a job that you don't want to be in. And at that age, feeling so alone, almost ashamed to talk about that or admit it, but you know, not having kind of a life experience to realize that you're not the only one who are feeling those feelings at that age. And I think that the director does an interesting job where, yes, here's a kid you go see that you're proud of because, you know, on the most basic superficial level, he's able to be good at something. In this case, it's basketball. But it also deals with, you know, people who aren't doing jobs they want to be doing, breakups, getting caught up in, you know, crowds that are not healthy for them or people taking advantage of them, uh, challenges both physically and otherwise. And it kind of... Um, I think shows a spectrum of things that all people can relate to in, in different ways.
0: Now, some of the kids in there of varying degrees of closeness, there's some that are actually suing you. We should mention that there's like 148 that actually have the lawsuit against you.
1: You know, it's interesting because the movie's very contemporary. You see it happening a lot now where this has happened, where people that um, were conceived through, this, uh, through the sperm bank are now They've overused uh, some of the some of the people who've contributed, if you will, and they're coming together saying we want to know who our father is. and And the movie really tackles that issue where the the father kind of felt that he would be unknown and remain that way, but now there's a large group of kids who are saying we didn't sign up for this and, and we're curious to know who who our father is.
0: And for. People that just are are familiar with Vince Vaughn movies, we always see you kind of as this grown man-child, sometimes with a child, for instance, like in old school, or sometimes in Wedding Crash where you're not quite ready to grow up. But this one actually feels like you're making a shift. Was this like a decision you wanted to make?
1: Well, I think it was an opportunity. I mean, to me, it's kind of a return to what I did early after Swingers before I started doing studio films um, where it gets to be more grounded with comedy and played more realistic and then you know when we did a lot of the you know studio outlaw our comedies they kind of left us alone because there was you know they they just you know the, we did it for small enough of a budget and then they all kind of did very well so then what happens is you start getting managed more We'll you'll sign up and they'll say okay we want to do the movie like this and then you find yourself on the set, and they don't want to make a movie. They change the tone. And as an actor, it's really the director's medium or the studio's call. You, you show up sometimes with expectations, and ultimately you have to fit into their movie. What was nice about Delivery Man is we got to make the movie that we set out to, which was, you know... Uh, a movie that does have a lot of depth to it and have some really touching scenes and, and not have a burden to always be playing for the joke, which I think makes it a funnier, more rewarding movie, ultimately. Uh, even Wedding Crashers, although it's a, you know very funny and hard R, I I think there's some real kind of um, sentiment that's done honestly in that movie.
0: Oh, you always learn from a Vince Vaughn movie, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't go that <laughs> far, but yeah.
0: There's got to be something, at least. So when you're talking about some of maybe these scenes that are a little bit more serious, because there is some more serious factors to your character. How do you prep for those Dave? I think off?
1: it's the same. You just go in and you try to be honest, and having good actors makes it easy, because you're just listening to what they're doing, and you sort of know who you are. Your imagination is kind of the best thing you have as an actor, because you're not going to have all experiences, and you just go and listen, and... You know, it's not different than improv, I think, that you allow yourself to feel whatever kind of comes up. You don't go in there trying to impose a will upon a scene. I never liked that. Uh, a lot of times, like even in this, I started doing press, and people said, oh, there's a lot of improv, but there really hardly isn't any. It's just, you know, you, I always thought that that was, you know, acting was looking like you're not acting, so you, you want to try to go and sort of, you know, um, allow whatever happens on that day to be the truth of that moment and to trust that.
0: Now, I want to make sure we open up the floor to question and answers, but I wanted to show one more clip from the movie if, if we could do that really quick. It's not possible.
1: It is impossible to be the father of 533 children. It is impossible to be the father of four children. Right, exactly. It's impossible. But I can be their guardian angel. Their guardian angel? But they need me. I mean, they need a guardian angel. They need someone to look out for them. And I fathered them, so it's my responsibility. So you're telling me that your purpose on Earth is to look out for, like a superhero, 533 children? I didn't say superhero. Out of curiosity, when you're looking out for these children, would you be wearing any kind of cape? I didn't say superhero. I said guardian angel.
0: A guardian angel, an extension of you. Vince Vaughn. Can we open up the floor to any questions? Yeah, go ahead. Hi, I'm Yoshi. I'm Japanese. Okay. The, yeah, how are you? How By are you? The, you look so cool, guy, you know. So I <laughs> I can't believe you can do comedy, lots of comedy movies. So my question is, are you really funny in your life? Am I funny in real yeah, life yeah, is the Yeah, question. then uh, <laughs> then this movie looks amazing. But, uh-huh. uh, but my question is, which movie was the most fun to make? Then who was, you know, your favorite, you know, co-star, like, uh, partner? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um,
1: thank you. Um, you know, I've always, I think having a sense of humor about yourself is always a good thing in life, to be able to laugh at stuff. Um, so that's always served me well. Um, I like to laugh and kind of joke about stuff. Um, but I'm not someone who feels the need to kind of be on all the time or constantly making jokes and that kind of stuff. Uh, You know um but i do like to to um try to have a sense of humor about things and then my favorite movie to make was probably swingers just because john favreau had written this movie and uh, we were very young and passionate about not compromising it and we really wanted to tell that story specifically i didn't we didn't know at the time anyone would see it we did it for such a small budget and you know it was such a a labor of love and we just kind of followed uh you know, our, our passion with that film and then we had a, it was a lot of work we shot it in 21 days and you know, we didn't have a, a, a lot of um, opportunity to get a lot of coverage and stuff but just the joy of making a movie you believed in was great and then my favorite co-star or funniest I had the good fortune of working with a lot of funny co-stars um, Favreau's funny, Owen Wilson's funny, Will Ferrell's funny so it's hard to pick somebody but uh, I, I've worked with a lot of people that have made me laugh thank you
0: I think we have one in the back. Sure. Hi, Vince. How are Uh, you? Very good. Good. Uh, It's great to be here, okay? And um, I wanted to ask you something about the movie The Wedding Crasher.
1: Uh Ah. There's an S uh, on that, but let's keep going.
0: Okay. So that movie changed the the life of a lot of my friends. Okay? (laughs) So what I wanted to ask you is how much... uh, Of the movie is actually uh, a part of your experience, a life experience. Yeah, no, I
1: never crashed a wedding in real life. I hate to let you down. These are not documentaries as much, sir. Um, These are scripted movies. But um, you know, again, I think it speaks to the point. You know, there's something we try to accomplish with these comedies, where you try to convey that this is really happening, and I think it's important to do that. It's it's a, a high compliment. I think it's what you're going for is to make the audience feel as if Okay, those are those guys, and this is what they're going through. But I think what's important about, you know, Crashers or Swingers or those movies is they are feelings I think that we all feel. They're just done in experiences or circumstances that are extreme. So we sort of take the concept there of guys being younger, you know, pursuing meeting girls and not really, you know, with a youthful point of view about it's all kind of fun and then as they get older realizing maybe this isn't as fun as we thought it was and we do it through the the mechanism of crashing weddings but I think it's something that all all kind of guys go through um, and Swingers was really about getting someone through a breakup someone who gets broken up with, who's hurting and you, know, you have your group of friends that try to encourage them they may not all say you're money baby but you know, they have their words to do that. So um, I think what the themes of the movies are are very relatable. And with this movie here, I think it's really about what is it to be a father and becoming a father. So uh, I just think that the ways in sometime can be kind of fun concepts, but that the actual um, themes of the movie are very relatable.
0: Hey, Vince, what's going on? I'm a really big fan. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, I was wondering if uh, you and John could
1: do a sequel to the movie Made, which is... Amazing. Yeah, Made was a great film. That was the first movie that John directed, the first movie I produced. And we, John, we had a hard time with studios in that. Um, We had done Swingers, which no one would make, and they said, you know, whatever you want to do now, um, we'll do, because we kind of missed the boat on Swingers. We didn't understand it, because it wasn't a typical kind of film, and so we said, great. And at the time, John had a film, a Western, about a Hasidic gunfighter. Uh, And then they said no to that. They thought that that was kind of an odd ask. So uh, we went on a journey with kind of um, trying to develop movies inside the studio system and constantly just so many people involved in developing it, you couldn't get an idea across that you felt good about. And so John wrote this script in short time and he called it Made because it's sort of about these guys who think they want to be made in sort of an organized crime way. But it was also kind of spiritual in that we wanted to get this movie made. We didn't want to be developing this movie. So um, he wrote it, and we went and made the film. And I'm really proud of it. I think the movie's very funny. And again, that's a very grounded movie that's very real in places. And I think the ending's very honest and and not traditional. uh, And it was a very, very important film to us. And... You know, look, at we've had a chance to collaborate uh, since then. Favs was in uh, The Breakup, which was a lot of fun. He did a great job in that in Couples Retreat. But uh, uh, there's no plans, you know, in the immediate future. But, uh, you know, the, uh, never know. We could, could find ourselves in something again at some point, something uh, maybe more along the lines of those kind of films. But I guess that Favreau has a film called Chef that he wrote that I'm excited about, kind of a smaller character movie. So I look forward to seeing that.
0: Well, Vince, thank you so much for thank being you. here. Thank you, and thank you to all you
1: guys for coming out. I and, appreciate yeah, it. And, delivery
0: uh, Man is out on Friday, the out 20 on 22nd. Friday.
1: And uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, thank thank you to you. you. Well done. Oh, my gosh. Thank appreciate you.